everybody, welcome to your Sunday morning sermon from Brad Tuttle Ministries, or actually whatever day of the week you might receive this, but I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As I mentioned in my last sermon, I told you that I was doing this three-part series that I had already done before, but I wanted to, for a couple of reasons, redo it. One, because I wanted to get it on our newer format for the different editing things that we were doing. But two, I just wanted to get it refreshed again. Again, because we have a lot of people that we are running into that are friends of ours or people that we know who are going through uh, different types of sicknesses and whether it be COVID or other things. And people are struggling with, you know, that whole aspect. But we believe that God is a healer. He has been a healer. He was a healer. He is a healer and that he can heal today. And we feel, my wife and I feel it's important for us to get these uh, three or four sermons up again to have this as something that can equip people to be able to come and listen because a lot of these folks that we know, they're not in either in church or they're in a church that maybe doesn't preach so much on healing or talk about it or show it in the word of God. So we want to do that for them so that their faith can be built uh, to a place where they can, you know, come to God and ask and believe for their bodies to be made whole. So this is going to be message number two. And the title of our sermon today is Why Don't More Get Healed? Why Don't More Get Healed? Why don't more get healed? So let me start off by saying Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing the word of God. In other words, faith is never derived through sympathy, but it is it comes to us by hearing the word of God. And then you got to also then talk about, you got to be in the word of God. So what I'm trying to do is bring you people, bring people the word of God so their faith can be built. So as I'm preaching, not my ideas and not my thoughts, but preaching what the word of God says, then their faith can be built in regards to this subject and or any subject. So faith never comes through discussing with people their pains, their aches, their weaknesses, and their sicknesses. Faith is born when we hear the word of truth. Faith is born when we hear the word of truth. Jesus said in John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And he is the truth. If we want to see people deliver from the bondage of disease, we must teach them the part of God's word that sets them free from disease. They need to hear what the word of God says. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. The truth is then uh, Christ wills every person to be healed or he would not have taken the stripes by which you can be healed. So he went to the cross and died, oh, obviously, first of all, for uh, our salvation, for our sins. But within that, it talks about uh, he died with our sicknesses and our pains. So it seems like wrapped a little bit up in that redemption aspect. He died for our sins, but he also died to make a way for us to be free from disease and from sickness. Someone might ask this question, then why don't more get healed? The answer, because of a lack of teaching and preaching the Bible truths of healing. Again, you'll get all different kinds of camps and understand I've been in this Christian game since 1985 and uh, I've been 
around a lot of different types of things. And, you know, I've been around those who are fully full blown and believe for healing and God to do these things today. Uh, you can get around other people who try to kind of push it away uh, that it's not supposed to be commonplace, but the whole aspect of why I'm doing this is I'm just trying to do anything I can to help you understand that healing is for you and it is for you today. All right. So it's very important. Um, so people have a lack of hearing teaching on the word of God. So we're not supposed to stand by someone's sick bed and sympathize with their pains. We're supposed to bring them. Think about it. It's a great thing. You have somebody in a hospital and they're sick and maybe even on their way, you know, they're dying or whatever, at wherever stage they're at. And you bring them the word of truth. You build them up, not just by giving them sympathy for their sickness, but you bring them the word and the word can build their faith. And in that faith, they can believe to be healed and God can heal them. That's, that's the awesome thing about this. So if you ever go visit people at hospitals, just don't stand there and, you know, and moan with them, but stand there and talk to them about the word of God and what the word of God says about healing. And so we got to get this down in us. Let's never insinuate that it must be God's will to take them or that it will teach them this sickness will teach them patience or they'll be drawn closer to the Lord through this sickness. Let us then declare war on every form of sickness and take authority. Some you say that take authority over every form of demon power through the name of Christ. So we are told in the word of God that we have authority over these things. I, we, people don't walk enough. They, they try to make that into some abstract thing or some fringe thing. No, we've been given authority. Jesus tells us that one of the last things he said before he ascended was, I've given you all authority to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick and on and on and to reach those that are not saved. He's given us that authority because that's his authority. It's not on us. It's what he gives us through him. And so in his name, we take that with us and we have an opportunity to deliverance, uh, to, to minister deliverance to those who are in need of healing. Amen. So I say this, if salvation is for everyone, then why wouldn't healing be for everyone? Um, we're never in doubt as to God's willingness to save a lost soul or the most hopeless human being. Why can we be so certain of that? Because we've been taught the Bible truth in this regard and people have heard the gospel, they get it, and they understand the fact that God will save, and he will save the most hopeless condition, the most hopeless human being. We've been taught from childhood that salvation is for all who believe, because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, John 3, 16. Had we been taught this same truth in regard to healing for the body, as positively as we have been taught the truth in regard to spiritual salvation, people would believe for healing in the same way that they believe for regeneration. You get that? So if we had been taught this, if I had been taught this, if many have been taught this as much and as thoroughly as they've been taught about uh, God loving the world and dying for people's sins, if they've been taught about the fact that Jesus uh, came to seek and save the lost, but he also, we see in his entire ministry, he was all about healing the sick, um, and what the Bible talks about disease and sickness, a uh, lot more people would be believing for their healing. So if God worked miracles and healed in times past, but will not do the same today, it must be that he is a God who was and not a God who is.
Let me repeat that. If God worked miracles and healed in times past, but will not do the same today, it must be that he is a God who was and not a God who is. The Bible says about the Lord, he says, I am the Lord who heals you. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he healed before, he will heal now too. So right now, I'm right now. God is saying, I am the Lord who heals you. If you just got that down in you, that could be absolutely life-changing. Tomorrow, he'll be saying the exact same thing, though. He'll be healing the sick who look to him tomorrow. There, there is no maybe. He heals all who come to him, believing his promise. And that's the importance of this, is that you believe the promise. So if that belief is taken away by particular types of teaching that we can't believe for this, then we won't. I, I in very simple faith, in very simple uh, you know, understanding when I first got saved with, like I said in my last sermon, my, you know, my daughter was born with spinal meningitis and, and uh, the uh, intensive care uh, place for children in the hospital. And, and the doctor said it was dire and it was a bad, you know, she was really sick and they didn't know what, you know, blah, blah, blah. And all the stuff that doctors say, and they, they try to give them, give us their truth. I, I did know, even in a simple aspect of my new beginning stage, that I believed that God could heal. And so I cried out to God for God to heal her. And guess what? A bona fide. God healed her. Doctor documented. We, doctor saying, we don't know what went on. We don't know what has happened. But that sickness is completely gone. So it's an aspect of, I believed it. I cried out to God um, for it. And God did that work. So because of your faith, it will happen, Matthew 9, 29. So ask in faith without wavering, James 1, 6 says. Don't waver in your faith. Uh, don't doubt as to whether or not God can do it. There's something very vitally important, and this seems like an obvious thing to say, but it's very vitally important that we truly believe all caps on that one. We must believe that God can heal and is willing to heal us. So that we're talking about spiritual healing and we're talking about physical healing. Healing in the Bible is physical as well as spiritual. Sin and sickness, which have uh, which proliferate in the human race, are both the result of Adam and Eve's sin in the Garden of Eden. But the two redemptive blessings which Christ brought to the world our salvation and healing or deliverance from sin and sickness. The two redemptive blessings which Christ brought to the world are salvation and healing or deliverance from sin and sickness. And please understand, I don't put healing in front of salvation. I understand Jesus said he came to seek and save the lost. And the most important thing that he came to do was to die on the cross for people's sins that they might have eternal life. But a benefit of that is that he also is our healer. God says he's our Jehovah Jireh. He is the one who provides. He says God is our Jehovah Rapha. He is the one who heals. So if we say um, healed or if we say saved, that is for the body as well as for the spirit. Hope you're getting this. Get this down in you. God can heal you right now. It would be incomplete for an unsaved person who is sick in body to be saved from sin and not be healed of sickness after they heard and believed this truth of the gospel. That's why, again, I said last sermon, so many people who go overseas and they preach salvation and do evangelism, 
it's smart to always include an aspect of healing because what I've seen done and what the what what is the great thing that's possible to do is once you're talking to them about who Jesus is and you're using all of that in order to show them that he's the savior of the world, that the, he's the only savior of the world, and that now you're dealing with the salvation issue. And, and once you've dealt with that, now you can talk to them about he is a miracle working God and you can simply read them or quote to them or memorize things you've memorized about stories that are in the Bible about how God's a healer, how Jesus healed the sick, and man, their faith is built. And that's why we say always say, why do more people get healed overseas? Because many of them come without any blockage to this. They just, when they hear it, then they just believe it, that Jesus can heal. And so their faith is built and it's just a simple faith and it's a simple belief. And then it just meets together with the word of God and the truth they heard and boom, bang, man, they're saved. They're saved and they are healed. So for, you, for us to be healed and not to be saved would be incomplete. I mean, there's a salvation aspect for us, but there's also a healing aspect for us. Um, God wants our spirit to be regenerated when our physical needs are met. He wants our spirit to be regenerated when our physical needs are met. Why? Because that's what redemption is. How could you be blessed physically and not be blessed spiritually after you heard this truth? We discover Jesus as our own substitutionary sacrifice who bore both our sins and our sicknesses in our place and we are then set free. We've got to get down in, that in, down inside of us that Jesus came to die for the sinful. He came to die for those who were lost, but with him, he also brought the power to heal. And we must believe that there's these two redemptive package, these two redemptive blessings are available to us. But again, many times we're not talked about the healing aspect of it. And people go without really having the faith and they stay in their sickness. And, you know, we've talked to people before and uh, some of the areas of life that we live and who go to particular denominations of churches and you talk to them, to them about healing and they're like, blah, blah, they stare at you. And it's like they don't get it because they've never been taught it. And what's exciting is we've had people who recently have been sick and who have not known these truths, who someone has pointed them to these type of sermons like we're giving you, and they listen to them, and they've been responding and saying, wow, this has built my faith. I believe God can heal me. And that's what it does, and that's what it's supposed to do, and that's why we are endeavoring to make sure that we push this on and continue to move into this, especially in this day and age that we live in now. So in gospel crusades worldwide, we should always preach the twofold provision. Well, if we're going to do it there, then why would we not do it here? Uh, we tell the unsaved to accept Jesus as their healer and their savior at the same time. There's no problem with that, to believe that he heals them of sickness at the same time that he saves them from sin. And again, that's when you see these kind of incredible things go on in the lives of people that are in other nations. So they find this perfect deliverance to spirit and body alike. And the body and spirit are delivered together when people believe it, but you have to believe it. And that's the important aspect. You have to believe to be saved. You got to believe that God's a healer to have your faith activated to where you can get healed. Paul says this, the Apostle Paul says, You are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, 1 Corinthians 6.20. So we're told to use both body and spirit to glorify God. Both are bought with a price. So no wonder Jesus said to the man who was sick with palsy, Son, be of good cheer. 
your sins are forgiven. Mark 2, 5, Matthew 9, 2. So when he took up his bed and, he, and, and walked, his sins were left behind with his sickness. So there's the two of them connected together. The salvation and uh, those two redemptive blessings of deliverance from sin and from sickness. That's why Jesus asked, which is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, your sins are forgiven, or to say, arise and take up your bed and walk, Mark 2, 9. Had Jesus told this man that his sins were gone, his sickness would also had to leave because the remedy for both was provided in the same sacrifice. And that's the point we're trying to make. The remedy for both has been provided in the same sacrifice. So the man got up, his sins were forgiven, and he was healed. Isaiah declared in chapter 53, verse 5, Jesus talking about Jesus. He was wounded for our transgressions, and with the stripes we are healed. Yes, I do believe that the main aspect of that healed part has to do with the healing of our sins. But as we go into the Isaiah chapter 53 chapter further, we will see that he bore our sicknesses and he bore our sorrows and our griefs in his broken body as well. So had Jesus told the man to rise up and walk, then his sins would also have to have, would have, to have left. So we see again this twofold deliverance in Jesus Christ. And the word saved in Romans 10.9 is the same Greek word used by Mark when he said, as many sick people as touched him were made whole in Mark 6.56. Same Greek word. The word saved in Romans 10.9 is the same word that Mark used in the Greek in Mark 6.56, where he's talking about as many as touched him, or those mean as many, which were sick people, to, as touched him were made whole. Both words saved and made whole were translated from the greek word sozo both words saved and made whole were translated from the greek word sozo so we see this compatibility of the healing of our sins and the healing of our sicknesses each of those words were found in the following scriptures uh, saved and made whole. And they're translated again from the gr same Greek word, sozo. You see it in Mark uh, 5.23, you see the word healed. Mark 16, the word saved. Luke 8, the word healed. Acts 21, Acts 2.21, saved. Acts 14.9, Ephesians 2.8, Luke 18.42, James 5.15, made whole. Mark 5.34, made be whole. Mark 5.28, whole. Luke 17, 19, whole, Acts 4, 9, saved, Acts 4, 12, made whole, Mark 6, 56, made whole. So we see in this, in these several, many scripture verses, this interchanging of that word sozo in the Greek that it meant to be saved and it meant to be made whole. And that is one thing that really impacted me because I really am big about the original languages. And so you see so much from that. So he's talking about these are interchangeable. I mean, obviously we get saved, but also we can find healing for our bodies. I hope this is building your faith some because that's the whole point of this. We do not tolerate sin in our lives because Jesus bore our sins. Neither do we tolerate sickness in our bodies because Jesus bore our sicknesses. So why should we sit around and wallow around in our sicknesses? He took our infirmities, it says in Matthew 8, 17. In other words, that means our weaknesses, and he bore our sicknesses, which means our diseases. Again, Matthew 8, 17, himself took our infirmities or our weaknesses and bore our sicknesses or our diseases. 
So, and it says in Isaiah 53, 4, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but we're going to read the, verse 4 instead of 5. He said, surely he has borne or carried away our griefs, which means sicknesses and diseases, and carried our sorrows, which means pains. So within that whole aspect, simply believe of Jesus going to the cross, he dealt with our sins and he dealt with sickness. So we can come to him and confess him as the Lord and Savior of our life and believe in who he is, who he is and what he has done and be saved. And we can believe in Jesus' name for him to be a for him to heal our bodies, and we can be healed. Amen. By these scriptures that I just read, we know that Jesus bore our sicknesses. According to 1 Peter 2:24, it says this: who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree. We know that Jesus bore our sins. If he bore them, we need not bear them. If we have to bear them, then Jesus need not have borne them. If we must bear them, then it was useless for Jesus to bear them. But because Jesus bore them for us, we don't have to bear them in our own lives. We come to him as our redeemer and find forgiveness for sins and find healing in our bodies. And the gospel clearly shows that Jesus bore them for us. That is, he carried them away, that, and therefore we are redeemed from them, so we never need to bear them. We've got to understand, I don't want to sit around in my sicknesses and my diseases and just sit and hope that someone gives me sympathy. I want someone to give me the word. I want to be encouraged in the word. I want to get into the word, and I want to stand on the word and believe that God is my healer and that God can heal me now. Listen, disease destroys the very body that has been bought with a price the price of the body of the Son of God. That is not reasonable. I believe that God wills to keep his promises and his promise to us that he is the Lord who heals. Um, one gentleman who wrote a great book on healing, F.F. Bosworth, wrote this. When I ask people if they think it is God's will to heal them and they reply that they do not know whether it is or not, I ask them if it is God's will to keep his promise. So the reason more people are not healed is because of a lack of, Again, of preaching these truths, and so they don't understand the promises of God. If you want your life to change, go through the Word of God and look up all the promises of God and stand on those promises. And when you stand on those promises, you'll, you'll begin to have faith built in so many areas of your life that you can now find uh, deliverance in, or you can find completeness in, and you can find restoration uh, of your life on these things. And that's why this is so important for us to understand that God is a healer. Um, I don't believe that, uh, I don't believe that we are supposed to, again, sit around in our, in our sin, and we're not supposed to sit around in our sickness. And I believe one of the reasons that you have been brought to this particular message today is so that your faith can be built to a place where you believe that God is your healer. Remember, we just read a lot of very powerful verses about the fact that healing was involved in the redemptive plan of Christ going to the cross and dying. So he died for our sins so we could be healed of our sinfulness, but he also carried and bore our sicknesses and our diseases. And if he bore them already, that means we don't have to bear them ourselves. And again, he's given us the authority over these things in his name. It's not some weird thing. He's given us authority in his name to even go out and preach the good news to the lost and lay hands on the sick, he said, and they shall recover and even cast 
demons out of people. We've been given that authority in the name of Christ. And I think it's about time that we who are really in the church understand the authority God's given us and begin to use it against the devil in many areas and against sickness and against these things. And then we can begin to walk out our lives in wholeness and wellness and restoration. Wouldn't you love to be healed today? Wouldn't you love for your family member to know these truths to be healed today? Well, maybe you need to give one of these sermons to them or give them all three or four of them so they can listen to them over and over and over again and get them. That's what our one friend did. You listen to it over and over and over. You get this down in you. It's not just a one-time thing you skim over, but there's a vital importance here. God's saying for us to ask him for healing. The word of God promises us healing. We need to stand on those truths and we need to get those down inside of us and memorize those scripture verses that talk about these things so that we can continually meditate on them over and over and over and over again where it begins to be our very breath. It begins to be very life within us that whenever anything begins to come against our life and some form of things, man, the word of God just comes out because we stand upon his truths. And that's what changes everything that you stand upon the truths of god's word the lord is your healer and he wants to heal you right now again i know i've seen my daughter bona fide healing i know there's been times when i have had things happen in my life and i you know am a person just like everybody else and i try do everything i can to not have wavering faith and i stand and believe in God to be a healer. And I've seen him heal my body. Um, I've seen him do incredible things in my life. I've seen him do incredible things in my, in my wife's life because we stand in faith and believe that he can do it because we understand the word of God and we have that truth in us and we make sure we'll go to the Bible when we need to and get that truth even stronger in us. And again, that faith is then built inside of us. And as we begin to thrive in that faith and what God can do, man, we start asking him for things and things start happening like healing of our bodies in Jesus' name. So I hope you've gotten something out of this. It's all about faith. It's all about hearing the word of truth. You're hearing it through these sermons. Get it in you. And when you hear the word of truth, your faith can be built and then you can believe and you can see God do incredible things in your life. Amen. Well, let me pray over you for a few minutes right now. Father, we just come before you in Jesus' name. We thank you for this time today. We thank you for the word of truth. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the words that we read in your word, God. In Psalms 103, it says that he heals all of our sins. He forgives us of our sins. He heals us of all of our diseases. The Lord is our healer. We thank you today for being our healer. We thank you for being uh, the one who went to the cross and died for our sins. But we thank you also that you went to the cross and you died that we might find healing in our sick bodies. We thank you, God, that we're not going to let sickness reside in us and just get there and just and just dwell inside of us. We're going to take our stand. We're going to have authority over it. We're going to take our authority. We're going to begin to speak our authority over the things that are going on in our bodies. And in Jesus' name, we're going to believe the truths of the Word of God. And we're going to see ourselves healed. And we're going to see others healed because we believe. And I thank you that many who will watch this, I pray their, truth, their, their faith would be built by hearing these truths. And once they walk away from this, whether they're in a sickness now, they can believe for healing or anything that comes down the road, they can believe for it then because God is their healer and they know it because they've let this build their faith inside of them. 
Father God, thank you for that. Thank you for the word of God. Holy Spirit, lead many people to these sermons. They might hear the truth and they might come out of their sickness because of their belief and because of their faith, because of hearing the truth of God's word. So we thank you for these things. We praise you for this and we give you the glory and the praise and the honor for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said together, amen and amen. Well, God bless you. Understand, walk in faith, live all out for God, trust in the promises of God, trust in God's word, believe that God is your healer. You are healed today. God can heal you. God will heal you. God can heal you right now. And we praise God for it. Thank you for listening. Until next time, be in faith. Amen.